bonus content. Oh my god, we did almost exactly the same. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flammers. Today we're bringing you some bonus content. We're going to give you the top 10 horror movie remakes. With so many things coming around the corner, like the new Halloween and the new Suspiria, we thought it was the best time to really deep dive into the movies that could have been better than the original. But just weren't. Or just missed weren't. the mark. Some of them were actually better. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It can happen. Well, let's start with number 10. Chris, what's your number 10? Halloween. Halloween. Are you talking about the Rob Zombie Halloween movie? Yes. And I want to say it, it wasn't better film by any means. It was not a better film entertainingly or narratively, but it was more disturbing to me. And it wasn't the murders or anything else in this movie. It was actually a well-made movie. It was certainly well acted. However, what disturbed me the most was just like the beginning where it's just like you see the interaction of the family like around the breakfast table and just in their house together it was just so disturbing to me to to see how is it jason Voorhees? no that's no, michael myers michael <laughs> i know well i need to get my card taken from me now well uh, my number 10 movie since you said that is friday the 13th yes and I mean, if you want to talk about like the backstory in Halloween remake really made it scary. Friday the 13th didn't need any backstory. What this remake did was go back to the past, the first like one, two, three movies, and combine the best elements of what made Friday the 13th what it is. From Jason's mother being the original killer, to Jason not even having a hockey mask and finding it in subsequent movies. And they put it all into one glorious, very violent... Yeah. Now, would you recommend this remake to, to watch? Obviously, it's in your top ten, but there's not an unlimited number of remakes. I would, because, I mean, it's it's almost like watching a, a throwback. They're just, like, making a pastiche version of Friday the 13th. In fact, I wish that they would have just called it a reboot and have continued going on making other Friday the 13th movies with it. Now, if you had to choose... If, if someone was going to, if you were going to introduce someone to the lore and the mythology that is Friday the Thirteenth, would you show them this film or would you show them the original? No, I would show them the original. Same with me. I wouldn't show them this Halloween. I can recommend it, uh, but I, I would any day I would tell them to watch the original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I I enjoyed Rob Zombie's version, and I mean, but it was I mean it's a little graphic in places. Number nine. I chose Piranha 3D, a remake of Piranha. <laughs> I also love that remake, but I cannot not giggle when I think about it. It's so. just a fun movie. And it is great. Yeah, it's got so many references, and it's just fun to watch. And it's, it's you know, naughty. It's, it's a little naughty. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. I think it's more than a little naughty. And it's, well, it's got one of the best, like, cr crowd horror scenes, I think, ever made. And as soon as, like, the piranhas make their way, like, to the main beach area, and it's just a mad rush of hundreds of extras to get out of the water, and it is just scary and exciting and, and actually hilarious. And there's, it is. like, this one scene with a boat that, like, gets caught in this chick's hair. Like, everyone's, like, rushing the boats to get, try and get in away from the water, away from the piranhas. 
that are eating everyone's flesh off, but there's all equal, like there's almost equal massacre with everyone just like running each other over on the boats and like drowning each other to get on the stuff. And this, this, this lady's hair gets stuck in, in a boat propeller and it's just, it's horrifying. But at the same time, it's, it's actually filmed with such like tongue in cheek weirdness that it's hilarious. Hey, I mean, I completely agree. I know that the director of that movie has made some fantastic films on his own and he's made another remake. He I did don't know the director. Like what Alexandra Aja, He's a French director. He made a movie High Tension, and he also made a remake of this movie called The Hills Have Eyes. I have never seen High Tension, and I have seen the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. And he is not afraid of some I blood. never saw the original. Oh I only God. saw the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Well, we are going to rectify that. And I thought it was... Ugh. <laughs> it's There's hard. a burning sequence with the, with the... Actually, the guy that's burned in The Hills Have Eyes remake is the same guy that plays the uh, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. He was just in a movie that I saw, too. I was, I mean, well, that's off topic. Uh, <laughs> my number nine movie is uh, the remake of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, starring Jessica Biel. I, uh, I like this movie because, again, it similar to Friday the 13th, it gave you some feelings of the original movie. Did the original have Matthew McConaughey? No, that was a really awesome 90s version called like Texas Chainsaw Maxter, the, ne- the Next Generation or something. It also has Renee Zellweger. In I haven't movie. seen any of them except for this remake. I saw it in the theater, I think, in what, the early thousands? Yeah, I mean, it was like 2004 or 2007, somewhere in that particular area. And I just wasn't that into it. I just couldn't get into that. I liked it. I mean, like, it really kept some of the pacing of the original movie. It kept me on the edge of my seat, and I kept expecting it to be as shocking as the original was, and I think it went a little further, because if in subsequent watching of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, it's not nearly as gory as we all remember it to be. Maybe it's something that you can only truly fully appreciate if you've seen the original. I think that's probably true. I think this is one of those comparison films. What's interesting to me about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, at least from what I remember from having read and and researched about it a little bit, is that Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are both based off of the same murderer. Yeah, they're all based on Ed Gein. And so is uh, Buffalo Bill from The Sons of the Lambs. Is that what you just said? I'm sorry. No. Yeah, so all... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs are all based on Ed Gein. Because wow. he used to skin his victims and make like costumes out of them. He made a belt with nipples yeah. on it. What? <laughs> I don't know why I know this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, well, my number eight is Willard. Okay. I never saw the original, but this one's actually pretty fun. <laughs> and I might actually show my friend Diane Willard later on as a bonus content because she... Hates rats. Run away, Diane. And this movie is rife with rats. Is it Crispin Glover in this movie? Yes, in all of his ratty weirdness. That's right. Oh my god, he is like a rat. I also like this remake. And I've seen the original. The original's really good too, but mm-hmm. uh my number eight is the blob. This is from like the late eighties. I've seen so many clips from this and I I I think I saw it as a kid and I never saw it. Uh, I definitely saw it as a kid because I used to. I mean, we had like HBO. I did see it, the original. Was it in the fifties? Yes, the fifties movie. I think mm-hmm. I saw the original. Yeah, it's a it's an old black and white movie, and this is just something that just takes something. It takes the very essence of the original movie and really builds on it in a way that only the eighties could. What's funny is Alamo Drafthouse uses a clip from it in the theater, in the movie theater, where there the blobs on the ceiling. 
or whatever, or like in the back row or something, and the, and the kids are like talking during the movie, and then the blob eats them, and it's like, don't talk during the movie, or the blob gets you. That's true. There's a, a wonderful scene in both the original and the remake where the blob just literally takes over everybody in a movie theater, and it just, just it's I mean, for a young child when I was watching it of like like seven or eight, it's pretty frightening. Mm-hmm. My number seven, Quarantine, a remake of Wreck, Spanish language film. Oh, which one do you like better? <sighs> There's good and bad on both. Uh, and bad I use very very lightly because I loved both. Yeah, I did too. And I'd really want to see it, it again uh, for both. But I feel like Quarantine might have been a little bit creepier with the camera work. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really found footage. I mean, both are. and They're just, almost shot for shot. Yeah, it's very similar. Just the American one seems so much shakier to me. And so I, I saw that movie, I saw the remake in the theater, and by the time that I had left, I felt so sick to my stomach because the camera was so shaky that it just added so much to that movie for me. Yeah, I feel like Quarantine may be a little less shaky. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. They're, they're kind of interchangeable. If you are one of those people that really gets into foreign language films uh like a little bit more transported uh then watch wreck you know if you really don't prefer to read subtitles and watch quarantine they're both i would say nearly equals uh it's been a while since i've seen them so i could be wrong in my memory of which one's better or not but i feel like they're fairly close well anybody who listens to our podcast knows that we like to find the hottest guys in movies and quarantine ladies and gentlemen has several really hot guys in it. Well, one of my favorite horror actresses, it's only been a couple horror movies actually, was, uh, but she was on Dexter as Dexter's sister. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten her name. Uh, but she was also in The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and she was amazing in that film. That's right. And, I mean, one of my favorite horror actors, uh, this is the guy from Hostel, is in Wreck. He's like the, the male lead. Hmm. What's your number seven? My number seven is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It's a remake of a 1970s made-for-television movie, but this remake was produced by Guillermo del Toro, mm. and he brings to it only the, the most gothic aspect that he can bring to horror movies. Um, this is one of those situations where I think that the producer really put on his director hat a lot, similar mm. to Spielberg and the Poltergeist, because watching Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is just like watching a Gable Tour movie. It's all about um, this small girl who comes to live with her father, and there are these small creatures that live in the basement, and they're whispering to her like, oh my god, it's Sally, we're coming to get her. And these creatures come out of their hole like once every so often to eat children's teeth. Jesus. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <clears throat> my number six is The Grudge, remake of Juan. Oh my fucking god, Chris. You have to tell me right now which one you like better. And if you say you have not seen Juan, I'm going to come across this table and slap I've you. seen Juan, but I... I almost want to say, I mean, it's the same director. He literally yeah. just remade his own film. I know. In English. And I want to say Juan has that energy that The Grudge just doesn't. And it has kind of an or, you know organic quality to it that just seems more in the moment. But I really like The Grudge. I do too. Honestly, it almost made the list. I mean, like it was it was really got down between Friday Thirteenth and The Grudge. Yeah, and nothing so far on my list is necessarily better than the original. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just. I mean, there's a question that you always have to ask yourself after you've seen a movie like that. It's, I mean, if if you've seen the original, um, 
The Grudge itself is, I mean, it's a well-made movie. It's a great remake because it is essentially the exact same movie. And it's also, it's there's another part of it where uh, the main actress, the main character is surrounded by a foreign country. That, that aspect of it wasn't really in the original. Nope, you're right. I mean, and so it adds another level of claustrophobia, agoraphobia type of situation. Not to mention, I mean, I think that we both love that actress a lot don't we i mean sarah michelle Michelle geller come on oh buffy Uh, little miss summers Mm -hmm. my number six movie is invasion of the body snatchers it's another remake of a 1950s sci-fi classic no i have seen this and just seeing donald sutherland like look into the camera and go i know pointing mouth agape (laughs) i know this is one of these situations one of the rare situations that i think that the remake is far superior than the original version. Yeah, we're getting to that point on our list where that's going to start. I mean, they sort of have to be. Mm -hmm. Number five. My number five is The Ring, a remake of Ringu. Another Japanese movie right next to each other? Yeah, well, I I really liked The Ring. I loved it when it came out. Hans Zimmer's score is beautiful, haunting. The look of it, it was just... So well done. The acting was great. I mean, just everything was working for it. I still love that film. I don't love the sequel as much, but I, there's, this film has a special place in my heart. I love it. I completely agree. I, I mean, just that film was so good tonally. Like the entire movie just seemed to be set in the rain. Like everything was so dark and cloudy, and it just works so well. The atmosphere for everything that they they did, and I feel like, and I feel like I'm gonna get some hate mail for this. But I feel like it works better on the, in the American version. Um, and if we're going to get some hate mail, it's going to be double, because I completely agree with you. I would rather watch The Ring than Ringo. Awesome. My number five is The Fly, David Cronenberg's 1980s remake of yet another 1950s sci-fi classic. Nice. Uh, this movie is just fucking nasty. And the, the original is a classic. But I feel like this movie's better. I completely agree. I think Cronenberg did what he does best and did give us some body horror to the nth degree. I think it is his best horror movie. And, I, I mean, every time I watch it, I just want to fucking vomit. Now, is this <laughs> is this Goldblum's only horror movie and Gina Davis's only horror movie? Well, unless you count Jurassic Park as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I do. Maybe slightly then diagrammed in. We like to do that. Perhaps adjacent. a different discussion. Yeah. Number four, The Crazies. I never saw the original, and I didn't really get into the marketing or really hear about it when it was coming out. But The Crazies really, really, really impressed me, and I want to watch it again. I watched it twice. I had to show someone right after I saw it, because it was just I just wasn't expecting it to be that good. I wasn't expecting it to also... Usually, horror movies are kind of... Um, relegated to their locale or their little, you know, blip on the radar as far as what's happening in this little bubble, right? But The Crazies is one of those that starts that way and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You start in this little small town and that's where all the main characters are and you get to the point where there's like, you know, government involved on a massive scale to, to deal with this. And it's just a really well done, surprising movie. And I would totally recommend The Crazies to anyone that wants to see almost like a horror disaster movie. It is good. And I, I mean, 
We're getting on dangerous territory for me at this point because George A. Romero is my favorite horror director, and he directed the original Crazies, which I think is, I mean, a, a great movie. And I went to go see the remake in the theater, and I was expecting to hate it just because, you know, I was... And so part of the reason remake. I probably like it so much is because I never saw the original. But no, the remake is fantastic. I mean, I was not going to go in that direction. I agree with you. I think it's a good, good movie. Didn't make your list. No, it didn't. However, I think like Josh Demel's in that movie, and he's cute too. Uh, my number four movie is The Evil Dead. And we're talking The Evil Dead that came out just, you know, like five or six years ago. Yeah, the remake of Evil Dead yeah. mm-hmm. from Sam Raimi. Right. And I, just another movie that like took the original premise and just like way off into left field with it and just made it the most like terrorizing movie to watch. I know most people aren't a fan of the torture porn environment in horror movies or that particular subgenre. And this one sort of teeters on that for me. Um, but I mean, I just thought that it was great. I was, I was completely scared watching this movie from start to finish and i wasn't that scared watching the original yeah okay well the original yeah the original was pretty scary when it first came out i would say and of course we'll get into more of that later but i mean i watched the remake and i i loved the trailer the trailer was just i loved showing it to people and i was just like we have to watch this it was so amazing the trailer to me ended up being better than the film no I mean, it ended up going a little batshit crazy at the end, uh, which was, you know, obviously a gesture, at least to thematically, at least to Sam Raimi. Right. But, you know, I, I and Sam Raimi actually, I believe, produced it or at least put a seal of approval. Oh, he on did. It, yeah. Like, I mean, he, officially. He, he produced the movie and he, I mean, I, he. But he had just made very soon before that uh, Drag Me to Hell. And it's like just just give the keys to Sam Raimi. Just just give just just give him the keys. Well, I mean, I think that Drag Me to Hell is sort of similar to what he would have made. I think I mean, this movie is just this way different than what he would have done. Well, what I'm saying is is Sam Raimi, you know, was obviously still in his prime movie making. I mean, he I would say Drag Me to Hell is easy classic, modern classic. It was much better than his work on Spider Man. To say that. Well, at least the third Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. My number three is The Fly, which we've already talked about it, because The Fly was number five on your list. But I'm saying it's the top three because it's just so good. It's just so, like, from beginning to end, just great. And it's just so entertaining. And to me, it's it's kind of gross. But, I mean, it's not super scary. It's just really interesting to me. Like, it's just super entertaining and interesting the entire way through. And you care about the character. Is it less and less so for the main guy? You know, for, for Bobo. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just, for as far as remakes go, it's like, you really need to look at what they did at the fly. They didn't make a shot for shot. They did they just did something different. And the ones that try and do that, they're the, they tend to be the most successful. They build on and do their own thing. I completely agree, which is why I put it um, before they eviled it. Okay, so what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't think that's a remake. Of course it's a remake. It's not a remake. There was a movie called Dracula, and it's the exact same story. Well, I would I would argue that there there was never a movie really based off of the book. Like, that closely. No. I mean, not, not that closely. And they're all based on the book. I mean, loosely. 
But right. I mean, in a sense that there are like characters with the same name. But I really cannot say like this is like a Bella Lugosi like try to be or something. No, this but I think totally that different. I think that you know Coppola tried to uh, make a movie in the same ilk as the original Dracula. He was going for a more atmospheric quality. Sure, and he was really trying to make like I really want to do this movie. Uh, yeah. as an episode. I, I could talk all yeah. day about Bram Stoker's Dracula and what Francis Ford, Ford Coppola was trying to do. And and, and and all the actors and everything in it. I love Bram Stoker's Dracula. I, I bought it on do. every model. I had it on Laserdisc and VHS and DVD and several different Blu-rays and now 4K. I love this movie. I cannot stop talking about every aspect of this movie. But the you music cannot the watch this movie directing. and think that Francis Ford Coppola did not get his inspiration from these universal monster oh, films. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And he was just trying to make his own. It's like his own love letter to that particular genre of horror. I just I just look back at those other movies I just cannot think of him. I think of him trying to do his own thing from the book. I don't think of him specifically going out to remake another, another person's film. I just don't think that's true, but I see your point. I completely see your point, and I respect it. Well, thank you. And that's all that I asked for in this top ten list, really. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, we may have some conversations about you on the Don't belittle my <laughs> favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie. It's not my favorite horror movie, probably. But it's definitely quite high up there on my list on movies in general. I Perhaps at some point Dracula. we'll both sit down and we'll watch Dracula from 19... 19- Hundred or wherever it came out, <laughs> and then we'll watch Bram Stoker's Dracula and do a comparison. Sure, I, well, I think Nosferatu is really the first. Oh, I love that movie. The first too. one that kind of tried, but they couldn't get the rights to the book, so they named it their own. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my number two is The Evil Dead Two. See, and this is where I would say, is that really a remake? It's as much of a remake as it is a sequel because it really doesn't fit in with the actual mythology or like narrative flow from the first movie. It's like an impossible sequel, right? Yeah, but the director calls it a sequel. He does in the title. But it's really like the the more you talk like the more you research it, the more you listen to it, like the more you watch it the more you see like uh, how Sam Raimi referred to it and, and Bruce Campbell and everyone, it was basically what they wanted to do the first time around, but with a lot more humor. And so it's almost just like, a, it's, it's they wanted to do the same thing, but through the lens of horror comedy. And it's just amazing. And I would say it's better. I'm one of those people that actually says it's better than the original. I completely agree with and you. And it really is, even in the reviews, they said this is as much a remake as it is a sequel, and it's wonderful. I think, I mean, we can we can say that they would like to do it in the lens of horror comedy. I think that they just wanted to make the same movie with a bigger budget. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I get it. I know why you would call it a sequel or a, a remake, but I'm... Well, Sam Raimi's referred... You know, they've the cast and crew, they've all even referred to it kind of half-jokingly as a remake. I mean, and Which is more than you can say for Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know. I think if we looked up Coppola, we would just have to see what he has to say about it. However, Evil Dead 2 is far superior than Evil Dead 1. I will give you that every fucking day of the week. So what is your number two? My number two movie is Dawn of the Dead. Blech. Oh, I should just kick you right now. <laughs> um, the best thing to come out of that movie is Richard Cheese's cover of... <laughs> Down with the sickness. Down with the sickness. <laughs> uh, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite horror movies. It is not my favorite. That the original or the remake? The original. The original Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. Is of all one time. of my favorite movies of all time as well. You just can't beat it. And any kind of remake, it just like 
cheapens it to me. And it was well done. This is this is uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Fourth, the days of 300. And but what he DC did was crap. he took a movie and he made something entirely different. He he made it for a different audience. He took the basic bare bones of it and he created just a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was good. It's just the end just collapsed it all for me. Like I like I'm everyone okay like half the, the cast that I cared about was just killed so like recreationally. Well, like, they all have to die at some point. Like it's, it's a like horde they, of zombies. It's out just there. like it was taken so well. It was so intricately made with the mood and the pacing, and the end just like it's like they like they got bored. I don't. I mean, like the pacing in this movie is fucking like breakneck from start to finish. Like, didn't end it. It's like you wake up and there's some zombie girl in your room, and from the minute that that woman has to run for her life, there's hardly any time to stop. They t- he took a movie that had like four characters in it. And he expanded yeah. that universe into something huge. And there's and baby horror. Single-handedly created like a fast zombie generation along with uh, Twenty-eight Days Later. Twenty-eight they, Days Later came out a few years before. That's that. what I'm saying. I mean, like these movies came out and it just totally turned the zombie thing on its head. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight Days Later, I'd say, brought the zombie genre back. And it takes a lot for me to say that a movie that's remade of something that I completely love could even come close to it. But I, I don't even compare them anymore. To me, they are two separate movies. I love them equally. I love one more than the other. But I think that as far as remakes go, it's like, it's tops. Yeah. I get it. You got it. Well, we share and we created these lists separately. We should, we should have you know, we didn't collaborate at all on these lists. But we wanted to do them separately so that we'd have kind of a genuine response to each other's lists um, on, you know, while we record. And so we both actually ended up with the same number one film, which is John Carpenter's The Thing. I've seen the original, and it's just completely different. Yeah. Um, they're both kind of based off of the same, like, story which I believe is called like the Watcher in the Wild. Oh, are you talking about the like the the literary story that it's based on? Yeah, what is it called? I don't know. I know the movie that it's based on. It's called The Thing from Another Planet or the something. The Thing like from that. Outer Space. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I I don't have my notes with me stupidly. Um, but yeah, The Thing was based off of originally kind of a story, and anyone can look it up. Uh, it's right there in the wiki, I think. Uh, uh, last just time Google I looked. it. Just Google it. I'm lazy, and I don't. Or maybe we'll just put some show notes on here. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the thing. Uh, Man, this was so good. My God. The the score is so simple. Like the the look is just great. The acting, the pacing. This the pacing of this movie is like to, to die for. Yeah. If I, the yeah. I mean, it's so tense, and it builds so expertly. Like you almost you almost want to believe that they just like accidentally stumbled on this in the editing room where it was just so smooth. If I wanted to like teach film students one of the best like a master class in film pacing, like look at the thing. I mean he creates suspense like just masterfully. It's amazing. And I know that it could not have been 
uh, happenstance or an accident. M one of my favorite things to do when I watch the thing is to watch the director commentary with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, because the two of them spend more time like joking back and forth with each other about the making of the movie. You could hear the ice in their whiskeys rattling as they <laughs> talk, and they both enjoyed making this movie so much. I think the two of them sort of look back on it as maybe a crowning achievement. I know that John Carpenter has done amazing things for horror, you know, starting slasher genres and things like that. But The Thing is a fantastic movie from and start it, to finish. And it did not get good reviews when it came out, and no one went to see it. And I don't understand how that's fucking possible. I know. I stumbled upon this later. Like, I saw parts of it earlier in my life, and I, I stumbled upon this like later as an adult. And I watched it, and I was blown away. I mean, the effects alone, even today, are better than the stupid remake that came out. I was going to say, should we get a little meta the on CGI here and talk about the remake of the remake of the remake? Ugh. <laughs> now, what a I've terrible heard, movie. Now, I've heard people that really like the remake. And I get it. There's parts of it that are good and stuff. But it's just, for me, I was looking for that. That, that super realistic and jarring body horror like from the from from this I almost said the original because this is a technically to, a yeah I mean to, to me it feels like the original but this is the 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing and it is the best remake horror remake of all time in both of our opinions I'm going to tell you a secret that I just discovered this week and I don't want I don't want you to be mad at me uh, when I made this list I wanted to go and rewatch some of these movies so I watched Dawn of the Dead, I watched The Fly again, I watched Friday the 13th again, and I was going through my DVDs, and I didn't have the, the case for it, and I was like, oh, I have the thing. So I popped it into the DVD, the DVD player, and it is not John Carpenter's The Thing. It's the remake of the remake of the remake. So I own the shitty version. I don't even know how in the world I paid for this movie, but I have it for fucking ever. <laughs> but I do not have John Carpenter's version, <laughs> and I'm so ashamed. Get out. I know, I have to. Ugh, I've bought, yeah, I've bought several versions of this film. And I just, mm. ugh, I well, if it. you want the remake of the remake of the remake. Even the shitty copy. claymation at the end. <laughs> I love practical effects. Oh, no, I love the in-camera. All the all the effects, all the, the creature effects in this movie were in-camera effects. And they're amazing achievements I've never seen since. Mm -hmm. CGI kind of comes close, but the remix, you know, from the thing that just came out, like, in whatever it was. But oh, yeah. And this is crappy CGI, you know, uh, comparatively. I mean, to this, to the in-camera effects here. They can keep it. Yeah, so uh, the only thing, I, uh, the only effect I didn't really like was, of course, the end claymation, big bad, you know, from, but, but even still, it shows so little of it. Well, I can see the Wilfred end. Brimley's face in there squarely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. And that's all you need. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wait. was... Oh, my God, wait. We are not done. What I are you talking about? That was our number one movie, Chris. I have a special mention. <laughs> a special mention? I have a special mention for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, I was about to say that you cannot have a special mention because that's like cheating, but I'm, I'm going to give you this one. It's an honorary. <laughs> you bet your ass you are. Yeah. It's an honorary member on this list just because even though it's a TV show, it's technically a remake of the movie that was, you know, pseudo pretty crappy. And uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, but you love it in a crappy way. Yeah, that's true. Um, you love to hate it. We hate to love it. Things like that. But the show. I love the show. I love the show so much. I love it too. I love it very much. I love every single thing about it. But uh but it's not a movie. I know. I know. Which is why it's a special mention. It doesn't have a number. That's true. But I have to give it the time of day. 
perhaps we can have a top 10 episodes of Buffy list in the future. I could definitely do that. I've seen this movie. This movie. See, I almost called it a movie. Maybe it has to be on the damn list. I have seen this show like from start to finish so many times. It's yeah, ridiculous. All right. Well, thanks guys for supporting us and listening to our very first bonus content episode. Yay! Bonus content. Join us next month when we'll do another top ten list. If you have any ideas on what we should do. Just shoot us an email at what email address, Chris? I believe it's tiredqueens at filmflamers.com. Or you could find us on Facebook or Twitter at The Film Flamers. Sweet dreams.